Hey, hey everyone, back again. Today I'm going to talk about Marcuse's notion of repressive desublimation. But before jumping into that, if you want to follow me anywhere other than here, you can find me on Instagram at theory underscore and underscore philosophy, or on Twitter at David Guineo. If you're new here, welcome, I'm David. I try to explain philosophical texts and ideas to make them accessible to you. So if you're new, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, who knows, they might get a kick out of it, or they might not, but you can try. Uh, if you found this on YouTube, you're going to be able to find it in podcast form, where there shouldn't be any ads on pretty much any podcast platform. If you found this in podcast form, you're going to be able to find the video on YouTube if you're into that at all. Uh, and yeah, if you want to help me out, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, you can help me out monetarily via Patreon or PayPal, but obviously no pressure. And yeah, let's jump into this kind of complicated idea from Marcuse. Now this comes out of the text One Dimensional Man that I've actually covered in its entirety on this channel. So you can go and find that in which Marcuse bemoans the advent of capitalism and late capitalism and what it does to natural human drives, what it does to human efforts to be creative, to have desire, to have desire in many different forms, sexual desire, desire for um, self-realization, desire for something like transcendence, and so on. Now, he thinks that capitalism represses all of these desires. These natural human desires are repressed under the weight of capitalism that puts certain obligations on people. Obligations like having to work at the minimum nine to five, five days a week, which normally translates to 50 or 60 hour work weeks for most people, especially if people are trying to raise children or are single parents who have to work a lot more to pick up the slack. People are forced into very precarious, difficult working situations that make it hard for them to have any time for themselves to be able to realize any of their own desire, any of their own potential. Now this presents an undeniable problem for capitalism because if people are unhappy, people are going to be less likely to actually participate in their world, in their culture, in their economic system. And so capitalism, to assuage that, to mitigate that potential dissatisfaction, offers alternatives that can appeal to people and that can serve as zones for them to attain their own desire. And these come to stand in for those previously natural mm. desires. So instead of expressing yourself creatively through music or through art, instead you might express yourself in your marketability. Instead you might express yourself in your work ethic. Now all of these forms of expression only serve the end of maintaining the system at hand and maintaining your position within that very system. So one of the ways that I like to think about this is thinking about car ads. And if anyone's ever watched TV, you've probably seen one of those car ads for a Jeep or a truck or something that's always out in the wilderness, in the back country, demonstrating how this car is your gateway to be liberated, your gateway to escape the repetitiveness of everyday life. When in fact that so-called escape is only conditioned by capitalism itself, where its possibility is gatekept by having to buy a very expensive truck, but also the very logic of escape of vacationing only serves to maintain the system at hand so that you can come back to work after that, ostensibly refreshed, so that you can be a productive worker once again. Now this act, or this phenomenon of transforming real human desire, 
into manufactured ones or even cultural ones under capitalism is what is called, and he's borrowing from the psychoanalytic tradition here, sublimation. Sublimation is when, when things not actually associated with human desire comes to contain the energy of that desire and be a site for the attainment of that desire. So when natural human expression or creativity gets transformed into one's work ethic, that desire, that desire for creativity has been sublimated into a socially acceptable and, in the case of capitalism, productive form of expression, which just turns into labor. Now, Marcuse calls these false needs, and there is a risk that they will become associated with liberation. The idea that, oh, if I only get a job, then I will be liberated. If I only vote for the right candidate in a presidential election, then I will be liberated. And he writes that the free election of masters doesn't actually do anything to get rid of either masters or slaves. All it does is reproduce that system at large, but we are told that voting for political candidates will be the ticket toward liberation. Of course, it just hides the fact that corporate interest is very difficult to actually keep at bay and that politicians have very little sway over what corporations can actually do. And they have very little power to overturn the underlying mechanisms of capitalist exploitation that Marcuse is squarely focused on. Now there is another risk presented here, not just the risk that people will come to associate sublimated desires with desire itself. There's also the risk that people will be actually dissatisfied with these sublimated desires and will seek to desublimate themselves. And they might do this in, for Marcuse, an incorrect way. So that might look like, for example, somebody trying to liberate themselves from the deleterious effects of working life, of monogamy, of the nuclear family on their sexual desire. And so in order to desublimate themselves, they turn to something like pornography, which is only another repressive enterprise in which to invest your energy. So this is what he calls repressive desublimation. This is the act of tearing down all of those sublimated desires, but only doing so by putting other sublimated desires in its stead. So another way to think about this would be like, if work life is considered to be mundane, you recognize it to be false desire or a false expression of one's creative capacities, but you replace that with instead obsession with a sports team, where a sports team comes to stand in for who you are, or a philosopher comes to stand in for who you are, for example, and you invest all of your energy into that, what that will end up doing is just keep you within a cycle of distancing yourself from yourself, from realizing your own potential, realizing your own desire, and just investing it somewhere else and keeps that system going without actually proposing any radical alternative to it, without actually attaining any degree of liberation that is going to be meaningful in the long run. So repressive desublimation is just that act of trying to escape a repressive situation by replacing it with another repressive situation or with other repressive institutions. Now, as far as critiques of this idea go, there are quite a few of them. What are these natural human desires? What do they actually look like? What is natural uh, sexual desire or desire for creativity? Is art 
in the way that Marcuse thinks about it, actually a site for liberation? Given the history of art's placement alongside bourgeois culture, it's important to ask how it actually works as a site of liberation. And so there are these important questions that can be asked in exactly how capitalism undoes these natural human propensities, because you must first establish that these natural human desires and drives actually exist before you can say, and then yes, they are being crushed under the weight of capitalist exploitation or under the weight of fascist exploitation or what have you, whatever Marcuse writes about, because he's not just focused on capitalism here, he's very much focused on Stalinism, he's very much focused on fascism as other repressive institutions that seek to impose a rule over the people. The thing is, he focuses more squarely on capitalism because it does so more sneakily. That is, it imposes views of the world onto people and how they should conduct themselves in ways that are a little bit more discreet than Stalinism does, than uh, communism does, than fascism does. And yeah, that's just, I'd love to hear if anyone has any other points to that or thinks that I'm being a little unfair to Marcuse, I'd love to hear about it. If there's anything else, if you like what I did, like, share, subscribe. If you didn't like what I did, leave a comment, yell at me, that's fine. Uh, and yeah, catch you next time. Take care.